0: Hey, what's up, JK? Gonna add you right now. Really excited to have you on the show, and uh, really looking forward to asking you some questions about how to grow your personal brand and and sign some clients through Twitter Spaces. So thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, dude. I'm excited. I find the link finally. I was I was scrambling, but I found it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is kind of weird. I accidentally started one a little early last week, and, and it kind of mess some things up so i'm glad this time went really smooth so everybody who's jumping in right now uh if you don't know jk molina he has a sas company and then also helps people build their personal brands on twitter we typically do more of like an ama style here so you can ask him any questions that you have and then i'm going to ask him questions too so if you ever want to jump in and ask a question just raise your hand and you'll you'll know exactly what to you know to ask so jk I just want to kick things off here and give you an opportunity
1: to introduce yourself and, and share what you do and, and why you do it. I'm J.K. Molina, founder of Tweet Hunter, which is a company making around 1.5 mil a year that we built with a few friends here on Twitter. And I run the Tweets and Clients coaching program where we take agency owners and coaches to 30K and then 100K a month. I'm addicted to Twitter, really like the tool, and I like helping other people who want to Really use this to build a personal brand that kind of makes business easier forever once you have it. So here to help you guys with anything you guys want and
0: happy to be here. One of my first questions for you when it comes to Twitter, because I I know a lot of people who are listening to this and will be listening on the pod and elsewhere, they want to grow on Twitter. They want to grow on social. And I think maybe 0.001% of them have hit over 100,000 followers on any of their platforms. So my very first question for you is, what did that growth look like over the years? Because unlike with tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush, where you could see historical growth rate, it's really difficult to know like how somebody's growth trended over time. So for you, when it comes to follower growth, did it happen all at once? Did it like kind of happen linearly, like over time, just a little bit more every year? Or what was the trend?
1: In the beginning, nothing really happens. There's a really good quote by Koli Wizard that I like, shout out. It's uh, nothing happens for the longest time and then you win all at once. So Twitter doesn't really work maybe linearly or sometimes it doesn't even work exponentially. Twitter works more in jumps. Mm. So your tweets don't really do very well, but then you write one that goes incredibly viral or you write a thread or an auto or a DM or an auto DM, which as of today are two of the highest performing pieces of content just in general. So what I really tell people is try to focus on the things that are most likely to go viral, which are usually threats. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of how it works. It's not linearly or exponentially. It works in jumps.
0: Very interesting. And you've been at this since when? When when did you get started on the Twitter uh, posting and stuff? April 2020. Wow. So really, really recently. And it was was, was like a cold start. You didn't have an audience before. It was just jumped in right with Twitter.
1: Nah, I I had like two followers, maybe some <laughs> friend and 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 my uncle, because I created a Twitter, when it was cool in 20, right. what was it, like twenty thirteen? You know, right. and nobody <laughs> really used it. I just created one to be cool,
0: yeah. but I never used. It. So a lot of people want to know, sort of like, what's the recipe or skill set that you know would have allowed you to grow that quickly? Do you think it was really good timing? Do you think it was? Maybe you're an incredible writer. Like, what skill sets do you think really helped you
1: with that kind of growth? You asked this at a good time because I was actually thinking about that, <laughs> like uh, yesterday or something. And by the way, guys, this is a scripted. Like, he, this has actually happened. <laughs> I was writing uh, about fundamentals, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, like, that's I don't know. It's just super important always. I recently went to this big jiu-jitsu tournament, ADCC, in in Las Vegas. Super cool. And there were right. two types of fighters. There were the fighters that are, were very like, flashy. They did a lot of cool moves. And then there were the fighters that were very conservative, a lot of fundamentals, a lot of basics. And the guys with the fundamentals completely destroyed the competition. Like, it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. And do Lobo, he's, he told me, in the beginning, you learn the fundamentals, and mm-hmm. then you test them. Then you see where the fundamentals go wrong. And then you realize that all you needed were fundamentals. So I was thinking, Oh, what are the Twitter fundamentals? Which leads me to answer the question. There were, I came up with three. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, the biggest three are first one is the first one's managing your expectations. So for example, Mm -hmm. you go on a flight, right? And the guys tell you that the flight is going to be like the flight's two hours. Like that's how much you're going to fly. And, The guys tell you, like in the plane, they tell you, well, it's going to be one hour. Well, then you're going to be pissed for an hour because you're not there. Yeah. But if they tell you it's going to be 12 hours, then it's not so bad. You're going to be super happy to get there before, (laughs) right? Yes. Yes. So some of my best content advice that I received is just post and assume that nobody will see it. Mm. That'll teach you detachment, patience. So that's very useful right. for me. There's other two if you want to get into them. So for me, that's one. Second one is uh, adherence. So like you want to, you want an audience, right? And you want to land clients. That's cool. And anybody can land clients, but it's better. The only thing that's better than landing clients in this sense is becoming the kind of person who can land clients repeatedly. Mm. So for me, it's all about like skill. So in the beginning, you start doing a bunch of things, right? And you were very like intense. When people start on Twitter, yeah. they go intense. I'm like, dude, I'm going to write a thread a day. I'm going to send 50 DMs a day. I'm just going to repurpose everything. And they do that for like a week. And then <laughs> yeah. they just stop. <laughs> in the end, I feel like we focus too much on like intensity instead of adherence. When if you look up over a longer enough time frame, people that want on twitter it's just that they're not like better at content than you specifically like a lot of the tweets you see from big accounts are actually kind of basic it's that they just stuck for it way way longer like nobody who started with us in 2020 like there was like the click right like the 2020 gang and we all started together we're all like friends there's nobody right now who isn't making good money because Mm. we just kept at it like we just never stopped. You know, we just right. never stopped. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: I think one reason people get discouraged though, and, you know, there's a lot of algorithm changes, a lot of algorithm updates, and people think like what was working one day is no longer working the other day. Do I need to change my strategy? If you had to distill it down to a recipe of like a posting schedule, what would you tell people to do? And I'm curious what your take also on this, on, on giveaways, because I personally had a lot of success with those, but I was kind of scared. So like, if I keep doing this, is this going to, cause any issues with my account? I don't know, because I was just giving away so much value, but I do not know what Twitter thought of like giveaways and I don't really know. So I was kind of confused, but I'm curious, like for the people listening and as well as myself, is there like a recipe that you would say, okay, try to follow maybe one post per day. uh, That's a thread. uh, And then like four, you know, maybe non-threads. Is
1: there a recipe
0: that you typically follow?
1: Yeah, I'll give you the one. Yeah, for sure. But disclaimer before this is this might not be relevant in a month because that's just how the game is played. Like a lot of stuff changes. Like when I started, the game was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you what works now. Do at Mm -hmm. least two tweets a day. Prove your competence, which is basically showing results you've got for the people you work with or that you've already accomplished that prove that you're good at what you do at least three times a week. That could be Mm -hmm. a case study, a testimonial, a transformation picture, A to B, like stuff that shows that you're legit. I sent two tweets a day. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's the minimum. Okay. We actually tested at the agency to send 10 tweets a day versus like three and nothing changed. Oh my God, <laughs> let's, just, let's just do three. Okay. <laughs> so it's good Yeah. I would say again, because Twitter works in jumps, you should focus on the things that have the, li- the highest likelihood of you getting those jumps which is at the time of recording this September 2022 22 yeah 2022 is um is threads Mm -hmm. or auto dms so if you don't know what a thread is it's a tweet connected to another tweet so basically like a tweet blog post
2: Mm. and
1: an auto dm is if somebody engages with your tweets the software will auto DM them something. So hey, guys, like this, and I'll send you my guide. Like this, and I'll send you a link. Right. So those are the highest ones. And yeah, so content-wise, I feel like those those are the highest ones. Oh, and um, Russell Bronson calls this the Dream One Hundred, which is just yeah. collecting a hundred people who have the audience you want, and then just engaging with them. So mm-hmm. if you want, I can go over like what I tell people they should engage yeah. with. And hundred percent. Yeah. So for me, there's uh, three guidelines. So number one, is treated like if it were a giant group chat. So mm. don't say anything you wouldn't say like at the dinner table. People say stuff that they, it's just not human. Like, for example, like I tell people like, yeah, man, like the steak is good. And the comments will say something like, very good is the steak. I'm like, Dude, that's, <laughs> no, come on. Like, it's not good. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's rule number one. T- no, rule number two is a lie to that. Which is don't be a weirdo, right? Which right. you'd be surprised how many people do not follow that rule. <laughs> what
0: well, would you say? Okay, and let me ask you that. So, like when you when you're talking about engaging with these people, what's the end outcome? Like, is it is it to increase your engagement on your profiles, or is it to maybe form an alliance to like build up an email newsletter, or try to get them on your show, or get be on their show, or what? What is the for you? What's the goal of that? Is it is it just more exposure on
1: your account, or what? What specifically? It's two things. One is exactly that, which is digging your well before you're thirsty, getting the connection mm-hmm. before you need it. So for example, you and Jordan, you guys are my dream 100. And <laughs> you like, Deuces. Um, you, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm talking to you guys, right? Because we're building this thing. So it's that yeah. and people are more likely to reciprocate and do something for you if they've seen your face already. So if you're engaging with it, that kind of builds that connection. And two is because they have the audience you want. Like right. if people go on a tweet and you know how on YouTube, when you click on a video, sometimes you don't watch the video and you read the comments instead. So same thing here. People see a tweet, they see the comments and you've said something. And this is actually rule number three. If you said something that makes the reader smarter, makes mm. them money, makes them laugh, or you ask an intelligent question, you'll get likes. And Mm -hmm. then if you get likes, you go to the top. If you go to the top, you get the exposure from all these dream 100. So it serves both purposes. It serves a purpose of getting alliances and connections and also uh, getting your dream audience to follow you.
0: Well, I do also want to ask about, I know I kind of alluded to it, but I do want to ask about giveaways because a lot of people try giveaways and they're actually pretty successful with it. And I'm just curious. I know you said like you add the guide to your thread and, and you mentioned doing like two pieces of case studies and also one thread per day is if I understood that correctly. Uh and then, but the my idea with the the giveaways, I, I mean, is that something that's still relevant? Like should somebody be doing like uh com like retweet, comment, you know, share with a friend uh if you want this guide and I'll send it to you. Should they be doing that like once a week or is that like damaging for a brand to do consistently? Like what's your takes? I don't know, honestly. And I think a lot of people yeah. are curious.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh it's not a threat a day because oh, okay. that would drive you that would drive me crazy. Be insane is, yeah okay. yeah it's, it's a lot yeah it's like two a week okay yeah yeah and but is that uh, the giveaway
0: thread or is that like some other thread or is there giveaway threads too or how do you approach it
1: no a thread is different from a giveaway and i feel like giveaway is the same as auto dm i feel oh, okay. like we're talking about these things yeah same thing yeah yeah it's the same thing but thread is different right thread is a connection right. of tweets auto dm is should you do it I I feel you I feel like you should because it is a very good way to build up your email list. Yeah. 100%. Because you when it's not that you're just giving the resource away. You're giving the link to get the resource. Yeah. So they go and engage with your tweet. You're not gonna send them the free stuff. If you're smart, you'll send them an opt-in page in which right. they can leave their email and so they'll get the resource.
0: Right. Right. But do you, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, do you think about it as that structure of like, you know, I learned how to do this and then I want to share it with you guys, comment, retweet, share if you like want access uh, or like reply below, or do you just approach it? Like, here's a thread, 10, 12 principles on like how to grow your Twitter. And then at the very bottom, you comment, like retweet this thread if you want me to send it to you. Or like, or how do you, how do you structure that? Is it like a shorter thing or do you always do it as a thread? Where the giveaway is in the thread, or is it always just like a single post where you say retweet this if you want access to this? You see what I'm saying? Like the difference?
1: You could combine it. Like yeah. Th- I feel like thread is a format of content. Well, an right. auto DM is an addition to the content. So they're not mutually yeah. exclusive. You could do both. Makes so sense. we could talk about ways to combine it, which I'm yeah. testing. Yeah, that'd be super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so threads will never like run out of run out of fashion. Like threads are really good. They're like they're in getting good engagement. David Pharrell actually was asked in an interview once. He has 300,000 plus followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was asked, What would you do if you had to do it all over again? Yeah. And he said, just I would just write threads. Just, <laughs> just the threads. Like, well, all right, if you say it dude, dude I guess write yeah. threads, right? <laughs> but you could do so all sorts of interesting things. Because what you could do is you could write a thread. And mm-hmm. in the end, right, you want people to share it. Most people just say, hey, please share this below. What you could do is say, hey, if you like this, you can share it. And if you share it, I'll send something as well. So then right. you combine those two. Then it gets interesting.
0: Very interesting. And and when it comes to, you know, the, the, the thread ratio, I guess, of success, because I know it's not a perfect science, but like you, you might have a sort of a ballpark ratio of like how many of them you define as a successful thread like is it usually that if you're doing it right you should be getting maybe one every three threads to really pop one every four or is it doesn't it, does it not work like that is it not like that systematic likes in cash yeah <laughs> i know I, i've actually been measure... thinking that as, so much since listening to that interview when you're on our pod i've just been like Thinking about
1: that phrase. Yeah. Well, did a thread work? Well, that's not something you can see on Twitter. Mm. Did the thread work? That's something you see in how many calls did you book or how many sales did you get? And that's not even the most accurate thing because with organic growth, your conversion windows are usually long. They can be long. Yeah. So I've had people who followed me two years ago and they only bought from me today. Yeah. So the intangibles yeah. are like kind of again, like we talked about, like the flight. Is, right. Uh, it's not that the thread did well or wrong. It's that right. it's too early to tell.
0: I want to kind of end on this question, then get some questions from people in the audience, and then maybe if you have anything you want to talk about, we can talk about that too, of course. But my last kind of question here is: I want to give people a really strong carrot to get them to create content because I went like four years without creating any content. <laughs> I don't know if you did the same thing or like if you started your agency before or you just like started your agency this last years or something. But I was, I started mine in 2018 and I didn't post anything online for those four years. And I guess in a way that's kind of good because I did build up some authority. But the thing is like, I would have much rather started then. Like in retrospect, I should have started way earlier. Like that's that was a big mistake on my part. But I'm curious just to give people a carrot to get them to actually start as soon as possible. How different is your life having the kind of following that you have, like describe kind of what that looks like on the receiver side. Like, do you get a number like way 10 X more increase than you did before? I mean, like, what are some of the differences that you've noticed since having a following of the size so we can inspire people
1: to go and create content, you know? Okay. So for me, it was never about, well, it's, it's hard. Okay. So I just don't think stuff about why I should do them. I think about stuff. Why not? So when people ask you, like, what's your passion? And I'm like, do you, is your passion business? I'm like, no, but why shouldn't I do business?" So I'll give right. you some, some examples. Like, why not build a brand when in reality, like all the leads you're going to get are going to be passive. They're going to be more grateful. They want to have you in. If you fly to any major city in the world, you can tweet, hey guys, is anybody here? And they'll probably host you and buy you dinner. Yeah. If you ever want to, like, they'll treat you better Because you have so much value. Like everybody will act under self-interest. Like Mm -hmm. just just being real here. Like I wouldn't be here if you didn't have anything to offer me. You wouldn't have asked if I didn't have anything to offer you. Like just being real. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I feel like people miss out on a big, big network Mm -hmm. because you're because they're not valuable enough in the beginning. So just by having that audience, you're already valuable. So automatically, there's a lot more people who would be willing to work with you. So if I could put the carrot in one sentence, is a personal brand will make every single dollar you make easier to earn. So why not? That's
0: so true. I think that's where the, yeah, it's where also the profit is, you know, I think a lot of ways, because I don't know if you experienced the same thing can you clarify, bro? Because I'm actually really curious what your journey was like, especially with. Uh, I know you have like your your brand side too. Where you help people build these brands as like a service, I believe. So, di- when did that get started? Did you have that before you started your Twitter journey, where you're doing marketing, or did you did you just do like all of this at the same time when you got when you jumped in? I did all of it at the same time
1: in 2020. Before this, I yeah. was actually selling perfume door to door. Really? <laughs> yeah, bro. I- <laughs> Nice little plants and I just like squashed them, put some alcohol in, the worst perfume I could ever smell. <laughs> it was horrible and it stained your clothes. And I quite literally scammed everyone who bought it from me because it sucked. And that's what I did. <laughs> but, wow, uh, so yeah, so yeah. you
0: yeah, so that that's make that makes
1: sense. Yeah, and the real for me, like the big thing that opened my eyes, and I really am grateful for this tweet by Lawrence King. Shout out. So Mm -hmm. Lawrence tweeted uh, something about Gillette. So Gillette, you know, the razor company? Yeah. They have like over 130,000 followers and they get like three likes per post. So like Lawrence's tweet essentially said, Gillette's social media manager is getting paid $80,000 a year to get three likes per post. (laughs) How much do you think they could pay you if you didn't suck at your job? I mean, that makes sense, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I should just pitch people. So I just started saying out a lot of the M's. Like, hey, I'll write yeah. for you. Hey, I'll write for you. I'll write for you. Somebody right. said yes. Uh, I was going to charge him 750 bucks to write for him every month. And then on the call, I choked. <laughs> so I charged him 700 bucks <laughs> to write for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he, uh, my pitch was so bad. He yeah, stop me through in the middle of the pitch. It's like, dude, you don't need to keep going. Uh, it's cool. Let's just do seven hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm like, oh, thank <laughs> you.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, I I have a similar <laughs> yeah. story, dude. I I the first company I ever closed, I was originally trying to sell them on some outrageous price. Like, I just must have heard it from Gary V. I tried to sell it for like ten thousand dollars per month, and then they worked me all the way down to uh, five hundred dollars <laughs> per month.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, I
0: just you I had no finessed. confidence. Yeah, I had no confidence at that time. That was when I was like a senior in in college and, and I had no understanding of sales and I just yeah, I didn't I didn't hold my my own. It was it was dumb. But but uh, you know, I, I think this is it's it's so interesting to hear kind of like your journey and I do think yeah, that the brand, I mean, we went from when we hit $200,000 per month in sales, I was spending $20,000 per month on advertising, right? Um, but now that I do, uh, social and all this content, I spend two grand to get 200 meetings, which was about what we were doing before. So it's crazy. Like the profit difference is so insane because you have a brand, you know? So like, I, I I mean, personally, that's what I would encourage everyone to do is, is is build a brand as soon as possible, because that's not going to go away. And just by doing it, by like getting in the habit of doing it, you're standing out from like. 99% of people because so many people are scared to do it they're like scared of being in front of people so like that's the best opportunity because if you can actually make it happen then you're you're going to get more return than pretty much anyone else I do want to give you obviously an opportunity JK if if there's anything you want to say or talk about before we go into questions uh if you want to feel free to feel free to do now
1: yeah yeah just for me it's and you're going to do business anyway. You're going to be here anyway. You might as well make it permanently easier for you. So, yeah. a brand does that for you. Right. And, um, but there's a lot of things you need to figure out in the beginning. And for me, if there's one thing that's worth buying in this world is speed and information.
2: So right.
1: So, if you're an agency owner or coach making 10K a month or around there, and we want to scale to 30 or a hundred K a month, then you can hit me up or go to tweetsandclients.com and you can check that out. But if that's it. I'm glad to answer questions right. for everybody here. Yeah. It's been great
0: having you on, man. I could ask you um, a bunch of questions, but want I, wanna, I want to give other people the opportunity and uh, we'll go at first with Dave and then guys, we got JK Molina on the show. If you weren't here at the beginning, I mean, he had 130, he has 130,000 uh, Twitter followers. So, I know I'm interested in asking him questions about how to grow my Twitter. If you guys have questions, now is the time to ask before um, it's over. So uh, anybody anybody have anything they want to ask, feel free to request it now, and I'll bring you up on the stage. Dave, you going go for it. I see you're, you're muted, so feel free to ask your question.
2: You there? Yeah. So initially, I just requested the money. It's funny that you say 130000 because that's what Gillette had when
1: I started tweeting. Really? <laughs> yeah. We we're past your lead yo let's go
0: <laughs> there's a really good um point on this where uh i was, uh, there's a podcast i listened to religiously called all in the all in podcast i listened like every single episode and it's like number one in tech right now and um they basically mentioned how like the whole brand disruption is changing everything where like anybody can create a brand more powerful than these like multi-billion dollar conglomerates you know Pretty impressive stuff, man. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So, Dave, did you do you want to ask her?
2: So I just wanted to like maybe tell that is the space is it recorded so that we can like maybe watch after us or something.
0: Oh yeah 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 no it's recorded. Did you have okay. a question about the
2: uh? Yes, yes I have a question. So the second question is that for is that what, what do you do if you are consistently posting and then you are barely getting enough engagement? Like, I know that it's advisable to just keep posting every day and stuff, but does it have to do with the algorithm? Because I actually have a friend that had this account, so that was barely reaching people. Like, people were barely engaging and he... Wanted to like created another account to test. Maybe it was because of the algorithm or his content or whatever. So I wanted to ask a question about that. That is it depending on the account or is it just content mainly? How many tweets have you sent out? Tweets, uh, I think over a thousand. Well, okay, so it's two things. One is
1: post and expect that nobody will see it that'll like like tissue detachment two is tweeting more won't solve your problem but creating a list of people who have the audiences you want and commenting under those people that will probably solve it because you don't have the audience so it can't you know you can't have the snowball effect if you have a snowball at the beginning so just comment on other people and eventually they're going to start seeing you
0: and. generated 1.72 million dollars in revenue i want the same thing for your agency so i've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free that's right absolutely free if you want to transform your business for free go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today that's agencygo.io forward slash leads now back to the show Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. Anybody else, feel free to ask questions. Now's the time to do it. Otherwise, I got some questions for JK, but feel free to request, okay? If you guys have anything, uh, feel free to request access now. Sprout, we got Sprout Eagle. Nice. I love that. I love that emoji. That's cool. All right. Add you as a speaker, Sprout Eagle. Ready to go. Let us know when you're connected. All right. We're going to give you a second to work that out, but I actually have a question for JK. Sprout, hang on here for a sec. If you want to ask your question, uh, just stay on it. We'll, we'll go back to you. But JK, what was the one tweet that had the most traction for you in in the last two years uh since
1: posting or yeah that you remember the one that made me the most money was in was a giveaway actually it was a case study i read after reading russell bronson's uh hook story offer yeah so i i had this really good uh testimonial from this guy named michael he he actually wrote down that he made more money in 10 days in the program, then he made a month in his nine to five. And I said, just replacing a nine to five in 10 days, let's go. Right. So I just showed everyone (laughs) like the steps. Hey, just retweet this and I'll send you everything that Michael did. Yeah. And that just got a lot of people interested because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I was, it was a good hook, a good story, a good offer. So that was that. Right. And to me, I consider that one the most successful because likes and cash, but if you want to talk likes, it's was a collection of hand drawn illustrations, mm. visualized value style that showed stuff like, uh, maybe it is like problem versus problem problem or like problem versus your perception of the problem, right? right. Problem is like a little circle and the perception of the problem is like a huge circle, right? So it was like illustrations that try to prove certain points that right. I, that I just drew by hand and do did a thread on it. So there you go. Oh, see, I, I didn't plan this, but the one that made the most money auto DM. the, the one that got the most engagement thread. Those are the two types of content mm. as of today that, um, performed the best on Twitter.
0: Okay. Very, very good to know. And now we got some more people up here. So Sprout, I'm going to give you another chance right now. Is, is your mic working? If not, we're going to have to move on to Tristan. He was next in line. All right, we're going to move on to Tristan Sprout. Feel free to hang on if you want to. But Tristan, what's your question?
1: My question is like at the beginning of your audience building journey where you don't really have a niche necessarily like formulated or you're still thinking through what your, what your direction is, how do you target specific people that you know in the future are going to be valuable to you versus going broad and maybe collecting a uh, following that, that isn't entirely useful uh, eventually? For me, one is you got to get like a good idea of who the market you're going for is. And then you're going to get a few and you need to choose from that few. So I'm going to show you how I would do it. Okay. So number one is big three are health wealth relationships, right? And most people can already find which one they are in. And then after you find health wealth relationships, you niche down three levels. So let me explain to you how that would work. For me, it's wealth, okay? So wealth, niche down one level, agency owners and coaches. Niche down another level, making 10K a month. Niche down another level, on Twitter. So that is my niche for now. I could give you another example. Let's say it's, it's, uh, it's fitness, right? So it's, that's health, so health is number one. Niche down one level, pregnant mothers, or for mothers, niche down another one for pregnant mothers, Niche down another one that are like after they got their birth, right? So they're like, they have that need, right? So that's another niche. So you pick one of the big three, you niche down three levels. And after that, you're going to have a bunch of options. So here's how I choose the one that is the best. Now, when you do this, you're going to want to be right. And you're going to be like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I just want to pick the right one. So I'm not wrong. And to me, that's not the right way to look at it. Because in business, there's no such thing, in my opinion, instead of well, it depends if you do unethical stuff or not, but there is no such thing as wrong. It's only right or more right. So just know that you'll be fine, right? You don't need to get it perfectly because every market could be optimized. But it is important that you choose one, and here's how you choose it. So there's four components to a really good market. It's easy to target, it's growing. It has a pain, and most importantly, has purchasing power they can buy from you okay so I'm gonna repeat that growing pain purchasing power and um, easy to target. so pain uh, growing purchasing power easy to target. so after that is you take those four categories right and then you write down the your, the options you have. so it's like maybe if you're doing fitness it could be pregnant moms, high level executives, and burnt out college athletes, right? And then per one of these four, you rank them from one to 10. Like where are they on the scale from one to 10? So on a pain from one to 10, growing one to 10, purchasing power one to 10, easy to target one to 10. And then you add them. In the end, I pick the one with the highest score. So that's how I picked my niche. It's not the best framework out there. It's completely bro science and completely made up. But if it helps you, it helped me, so it could help you. Yeah, cool. So is, is that the uh, the framework you take going into it, or do you evolve that as you get like a little bit of traction and you and you feel get feel the audience? First thing I do is analyze like what's my skill. So I would think like you like what is your skill, and after that you derive from that because if you do something that you're not skilled at, then you're not gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be like ah, uh, it's it's like kind of weird. But I would recommend just picking one thing that's really niche. And then go broad. Because when you're competent at one thing, people assume that you're competent at many things. So if you're really good at one thing, then when you go broader, it'll be easier for you. Cool. Yeah, wicked. Thanks for that. You got it. After
2: have actually found something confusing about growing your personal brand. And then here is it when growing your personal brand, is it advisable? You apart from tweeting consistently, showing up, attending spaces, tweeting threads, is it advisable to engage people via the DMs? People you do not know, but you just want to like start a conversation with them. Is it is this something advisable when growing your personal brand?
1: Yeah, because you're growing a network. If you do a different approach than other people, I feel like it's going to be. Helpful for you. So most people, their DMs are like a, a big accounts have like three types. It's usually people hating on you. It's usually people loving you. Or it's people who want something from you. So it's a good idea to not do those things.
2: What would be a better approach? You know, going to people's DMs and sending them a message because you would not want to sell to them for the very first time. So what would have been a better approach from your own experience?
1: One of four things. Either make them smarter, make them money, make them laugh, or you ask an intelligent question. Anybody else have any questions uh,
0: for JK? Uh, we only got 20 minutes left. So I want to make sure you guys get your questions in before we wrap up here.
3: If not, I-, I do also have some questions as well. We got Jim. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of ask JK about like his journey from like going, like you said, doing door to door sales to kind of getting started on Twitter and like maybe you can kind of break down what like your one or two big breaks were or what you really felt like led to that rocket ship success coming from like, maybe like a non-traditional marketing background.
1: There, There was a good tweet the other day that said, when you ask people what, and I don't consider myself like wildly successful. I had some success, right. But when you ask successful people what worked, it's really hard to answer because you tried so much shit that you literally don't know. Like, you shot so many bullets, you don't know which one hit the target. But if I like, could try to like nail it, it could be that I chose something that wasn't a chore for me to do. It's not a chore for me to get on Twitter and tweet every day because I enjoy it so much. But it is a chore for some people, right? I have engineer friends that love coding. I fucking hate coding. And I used to be a software engineer. Well, I used to study software engineer. I'm not a software engineer. It was that I picked something that I never really got tired of. That was one. And two... Is I try to really find like two to three people on online that are exceptional, right? And I just follow ninety nine percent of the things of the things they tell you to do verbatim. That's been very very helpful. So for me, it's Bronson, Hormozy, Bronson and Hormozy, and like if they say it, I'm like, yeah, that's true. So I just do it. Right? I never really listened to a lot of people because then if you listen to everyone, you end up doing nothing. So I really followed the advice of like only a few exceptional people. And I have over 1,500 people muted, over 1,000 people blocked. And I do think that's really been very helpful. So those two things really helped.
3: I think that's that's actually like amazing insight. Kind of like at the beginning of your journey, what would you say maybe got you, like, those first 1,000 or so followers? Because I feel like that's, you know, that's where I'm at, and that's where, obviously, like, a lot of people listening
1: might be too. When I understood, like, kind of word of mouth and, like, how people, like, talk, so, like, when you comment under, like, if you're below 1K or two followers, the best way for you to go is either pay for retweets, right, or you could engage with other people, right? So engaging with other people, what most people do is, they are sometimes aggressive. They're just not helpful, or they're just not. I don't know. It, it, it's just weird comments. It's just a weird social vibe. It feels like they want to get something from. It. So what I understood, that big accounts are just are just people, and I try to actually form relationship with them with not asking for them for anything. They started helping me out. So it makes sense to look at it that way. They're just people, and if you give them something, you give them ten favors. They'll eventually give you one. That one they gave you is super useful. So, in my opinion, it would be just engage with people who have the audience you want, but don't try to get anything from it. You know, just do it because you can add something to the conversation and just don't be weird. Awesome. Thanks, JK. I really appreciate you know
3: you coming on this, uh, this live. Awesome. We have TMU. I'm going to add you up right now.
0: Uh, ask a question to JK. Uh, let me know if you're connected and all good.
4: My question is that, um, you know, the advice that... If you want to make money fast and easily, you need to go ultra specific with your niche. From your bow, then offer. But um, what is your advice for people that are just starting out? You know, no results.
1: From the beginning, there's like two problems that are like red flags for you that I feel like they're not going to help you, which is fast and easy. It's not fast and it's not easy. So from the beginning, just fix that. Just assume that it's going to take 10 years. But if I could really nail like one piece of advice is find somebody who's like two, three steps ahead of you, not somebody who's 10 steps ahead of you. Like For me, in the beginning, listening to Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett didn't do shit. But listening to people who were making, like if I was making zero, somebody was making 10K a month, that was very, very helpful. So I would focus on people who are a few steps ahead of you, follow what they say. Once you get to the level you graduate, you go to another two to three steps ahead of you and follow what they say. The big key here is to choose well. Who are you going to actually follow to do these things? And yeah, so it's not fast. It's not easy. I assume it's going to take 10 years. It's not. But once you get there, you're going to be happier because you thought in a longer time frame. And just find a few people you find exceptional. Just do what they say. Just try just, just, you know what I said before, like you just try so much shit that you don't know which one worked. Like I used to sell, I used to sell videos on social skills on Twitter. That was my first product. And uh yeah, that, was, that didn't go anywhere. But it taught me a lot because that was how I made my first landing page. You know, that's my first piece of copy that I was trying out. So you eventually do so much shit and everything just clicks, but it, Won't click if you want it fast and easy because you won't have enough to experiment with.
0: Great answer. Great answer. Anybody else have any questions? Uh, Thank you so much, Timmy, for coming up and asking yours. Uh, Anybody have any questions? Uh, Again, otherwise, I'm going to ask some as well. But now's your time. We only got 12 minutes left. So if you want to ask a direct question about how to hit 130,000 Twitter followers, now's the time. We can have more time, bro. There's nothing a 997,000 invoice can't fix. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, we got 20. Oh, great. Another, another, another good, uh, another good uh, uh, handle. We got 20 money asking a question. I love that. While he's getting in there, I just wanted to kind of like talk through some of the things that I learned from that, uh, specifically also talking maybe about what has been working for me in terms of uh, kind of looking at people like JK and seeing what they've been doing on Twitter and kind of want to do a little bit of a debrief on some of the things he said. So I think for you guys, when it comes to um, applying some of this, I, I, I think the key takeaways for me were listening to him talk about the threads he's doing and then also how there's a difference between auto DMs and threads. Personally, for me, I, I also had some smaller success with doing the auto DMs and those definitely work. And so if you guys can... Oh, JK, you're back yes, up. This is back. We're
1: good. keep me out.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. That's weird. <laughs> Thanks for getting back up here. Twenty money. Uh, you asked your favorite software, right? That was your question. Yeah. What's the, what's his favorite software? That he used. Yeah, JK. What's your answer? <laughs> what's my favorite software? Yeah, except well, maybe maybe not your own. I guess or or. <laughs> <laughs> Come <laughs> on, dude. You gotta let me do that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, you can say actually. Let's talk about that though. Let's 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 sit on that for a sec. So you st- did you. How did that go down with Tweet Hunter? So you started it, or you came into it, or how did it work?
1: I was—I did not start Tweet Hunter. That was Tomas and Tivo. Uh-huh. So they created this product, and that was very similar to the way I wrote, which was getting inspiration from other people. And they right. sent me a, a code for me to try it free for a month. And I looked at it, and I was like, in love with the product. I was like, Dude, this is it. This is it. And then I told them, you know what, screw the code. I wanna be partners on this. Like, let's make it happen. I had around 30,000 followers or 25,000 followers, and they were just starting out. So it, it made sense because I had the audience, right. no product. They had product, no audience. Yeah. So we partner up on around August or September. We went to like 14K MRR from the launch. And then it's like, all right, go time. So we just started doing it like that that's crazy oh so you, they were at a de- they
0: were at a dead start like they hadn't even launched uh before were, was anyone using the product when when you came on or was it just like just starting?
1: i'm unsure of that yeah. maybe maybe a few people but right no, i don't i don't know i don't
0: know right well basically it was it sounded like it was a match made in heaven It sounded like it's worked out pretty well
1: <laughs> oh yeah dude it's awesome i love the thing
0: <laughs> um that's fantastic Well, I know we could definitely get into that. I actually have some questions around that. I know a lot of people want to build uh, software or courses, and so we could talk about that. But before we do, does anyone have any last questions here for JK? Again, we only have eight minutes left. So, yeah, even the people who've already asked questions, if you want to ask another question, feel free to. So, Jim, I saw you just raised your hand. So if you have a question,
3: again, feel free to ask another one if you want. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Lucas. So what I was really wondering is, like we're kind of talking about what worked in the past for JK and what you've seen to get success now, but I'm sure as you guys know, like like the social media, like it's always changing and like the platforms seem to be changing at like an even quicker pace now. And I feel like what's in, in Vogue per se, like on Twitter is like the auto DMs and the responders, And that's kind of like where we are currently, but as like someone that's like such a Twitter expert, where would you see like the next one to three years? for like um, Twitter growth going? Like if you just feel like it's going in any certain direction or any other trends that you're identifying kind of early on, just be curious to hear about that.
1: I'm not confident enough in telling you what will change, but I'm comfortable enough in telling you what I think won't change. So what I think won't change is finding people who have the audience you want, like tapping tapping into them, doing favors for people who have the audience you want like collecting goodwill, so by the time you ask a favor, you've already done ten for them. That won't change. And by the way, this is all verbatim traffic secrets from Bronson. Super good book, recommended. But I don't see how Twitter is going to change. From now, I've I see that some threads are starting to die out a little bit. I always get it wrong, so I I really don't know. My next, I can tell you what the next big bet is: is YouTube. Because mm. tweets are really cool, right? like they, but they die off. Like if I tweeted something a year ago, there's like zero chance you see it. But if I posted something a year ago on YouTube, then probably it'll pop off because there's more evergreen. So my next play is YouTube.
0: That's fascinating. I mean, I have so many questions around that, but I think I want to give Mishka, she was uh, just requesting to ask a question. And I think this might be our last question just because we have five minutes left. And uh, maybe actually before Mishka's question, JK, is there anything you want to leave the audience with as a final party? note? it's been great having you on the show and I think a lot of people benefited from it.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, so if you are below 10K a month and you want to get to 10K a month, go to likesaintcash.com. If you're at 10K a month and want to get to 30 and 100, go to tweetsandclients.com. And if not, then you don't have to do that. I'll still keep posting good stuff on my Twitter and my YouTube, so uh, you can check it out if you want. Add what J K Molina. Add one J K Molina.
0: What if you're over a hundred and you're trying to get to a million a
1: month? That is very simple, bro. You should just quite simply adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might, man.
0: Yeah, that's that uh, might. We might have to talk about that offline. But uh, Mishka, <laughs> I'll give you a chance. I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, listening. The Twitter AMA spaces format is really fun for me personally, and I, I really like having them. We, today was a little bit of an exception because I wanted to work around uh, J.K.'s schedule. I know he's got a, a tight schedule, but typically we do these Wednesdays at twelve p.m. PST. So just mark that on your calendar. I'll be putting the next one out here. That we'll be doing for next week uh feel free to hop in and if you think anyone would like to see this or listen to this feel free to retweet share it we're just trying to increase the size of the community uh, and really help as many agency owners scale as possible so feel free to share it like it retweet it all that jazz if you think it was valuable give some love to jk um i i hear i'm hearing a lot of virtual claps so uh mishka let's uh Let's ask your question and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, maybe we can squeeze in one more, but Mishko, what's your question?
4: Thank you, Lucas. Hi, JK. So I have been watching your YouTube videos lately and in one of those, you were mentioning about you know, like buying paid retweets and starting to grow account. So I wanted to know that apart from DMing those people on Twitter, is there any other way that we can reach out to them I tried reaching out to two to three people with large followings, but I think my DMs would always go unnoticed, since it would go in message request.
2: This is a
1: sensitive topic, but uh, find your email, and three isn't enough. Send more. I would send like a hundred and then decide.
4: And another question was that, uh, while I was going through tweets and clients, your website, I... Wanted to know that uh, is the coaching program only for those who are at least making ten k a month MRR. it is Got it. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Any we can we can we have time for one more question if anyone has one more question they want to ask. Otherwise, we're gonna wrap things up here. Drake, you you wanna ask your question just to tie this thing off?
1: What's up, guys? Um. Hopefully, you hey. can hear me. Hey. 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 Yes. Uh, First off, thank you for hosting this. This is freaking awesome. So many gems dropped. Glad it's being recorded. I'm veering into
0: content marketing and management. And I was curious from your guys' perspectives, because I know
3: you're both kind of veering in this direction. What are you looking for in a
1: content manager yourselves? Well, I'll tell you what I looked in my YouTube content manager, what I told him. I feel like a lot of people are either good in like writing or video right, in terms of content because it's like writing, everybody goes to Medium, Quora, Twitter, LinkedIn, Video, it's like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. So I'm good at the writing part, not so good at the video part. So I told my content manager, like, dude, like, I'm going to record stuff, but I want you to handle everything. I just don't even want to log in. So there's that aspect. Two is I want you to tell me what to do. So analyze good videos from people in my niche, which videos from me have been performing higher than the others, and tell me what you want me to write content on so that I won't have to dedicate a lot of hours to this every week. For me, that was the biggest thing, like him taking off that side of the business so I don't have to think. I can just hit record and forget about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, I'll say just a you know, to, as a final note, um, yeah, it it definitely is so important to have a content manager in general. Just like taking that step, I just look for someone who's kind of like if you're familiar with the film industry, there's a uh, a role called the assistant director, and uh, they kind of keep everyone on task. And um, that's kind of how I think of my content manager is I just want someone who's going to make sure everything goes out on time, because when you start to produce a lot of content, because we're producing so much content, like LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, like every day, there's probably like 20 pieces of content going out. It's like a machine, you have to actually make sure that machine is still running, you know, so that's what I kind of look for. Uh, if that's helpful at all. But JK, it's 9am. And I know it costs $1 billion for people to get another hour of your time. So uh, <laughs> if you guys want to uh, take it off, I'm just kidding, you can, you can hit him up uh, if you want to work with him. But Thank you all for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, next Wednesday, 12 p.m. PST Market Calendars. Don't be late. Uh, We'd love to see you guys there. Thank you all. Thank you, JK. Appreciate it.